Dominus vobiscum. Et Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Mateum. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens to hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father, you have but one Father in heaven. Do not be called Master. You have but one Master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Bebum Domini. There are a number of takeaways that we can draw from Jesus' words today about the scribes and Pharisees. And for the sake of brevity, not to keep you here all day, I'll just mention three. The first is Jesus' call to obedience. To obedience to those who hold legitimate offices of authority, regardless of their personal sanctity or their lack thereof. You'll notice that Jesus does not say, do not follow the scribes and Pharisees in either their teaching or their example. Rather, he calls on the people listening, that would be the crowds and also his disciples, to do and observe all things that their leaders tell them. Of course, granted that they are not commanding anything sinful in itself. Obviously, we are not obliged to commit sin if we're commanded to commit sin. But in all things lawful, we are to follow their, they are to follow their commands. And yet Jesus warns the crowds and his disciples not to follow their example. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees might be effective preachers of the law. You know, they might be teaching the law, and teaching all the precepts and so forth, but they fail to live according to the law themselves. They fail to give example. And Jesus wants his listeners to show respect to those in legitimate authority. Not for their sake, not for the sake of those in authority, but as a recognition of the one Father in heaven 
from whom all legitimate authority comes. You know, it's, it, Jesus says this himself when he's before Pilate. You would have no authority over me had it not been given to you from above. So we have to keep that in mind. Those who are in legitimate authority have received that authority from God the Father. Now they can abuse that authority, and that does happen. They can abuse that authority. But the fact of the matter is, we have to recognize at least that, that fact, that they have been given authority from above. And they'll be held accountable for abusing that authority. You know, it's not to be abused. It's to be properly used. And so Jesus wants his listeners to show respect to those in legitimate authority, not for their own sake, but as a recognition of the one Father in heaven. The people are to follow the law of Moses as it is taught to them through legitimate authority, while at the same time, resist the temptation to, to draw undue attention to themselves, you know, by some sort of showing off of pseudo-piety, just like the Pharisees and, and scribes. They wanted to be seen for their piety. They wanted to receive the honors, you know, due to showing off their piety, their external piety. Now, it's a sad fact that today there are a number of you know, clerics, number of bishops and priests who have led less than exemplary and at times scandalous lives. And if we find ourselves under the leadership of such a prelate, we should be guided by our Lord's words. You know, as long as we remain, as long as they remain in a position of authority. You know, by virtue of their ordination or their election to a particular position of authority, they are bestowed with a legitimate, legitimate authority to teach, govern, and sanctify. So regardless of their personal conduct, we owe them obedience in any matters that are not sinful. You know, as Jesus has said, we follow their teaching and we follow their commands to the extent that they are in line with the perennial teaching of the church. And it doesn't depart from that but we do not follow their example. And this leads to the, the next takeaway from today's gospel is that we cannot use the example of bad pastors as an excuse for our own sinfulness. You know, even if all of the priests and bishops in the world were giving bad example, the laity would still be obliged, would still be obligated to live faithfully according to the gospel, according to the dictates of divine and natural law. You know, when we stand before Christ at the judgment seat, we're going to be answering for our own sins. We're not going to be answering for the sins of others. So we have to keep that in mind that we cannot use the excuse of bad example. You know, the sinfulness of church leaders does not justify the sinfulness of the laity. And in fact, our day and age is not unique. You know, we have had bad prelates in the past. It's just a fact of life. It's, a, it's something that has been carried throughout church history. But it's in times like this where the, the holiness of the laity is even more necessary for the reform of the church. You know, the good example of the laity. 
And fin a final takeaway is Jesus teaching that we have one Father in heaven. And so we are to call no man on earth our Father. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well then why do we call priests Father? Or why do we even call our natural fathers Father? Well, it's quite simple. When we call priests Father, or when we call our natural fathers our Father, it is a sign of respect and reverence for the authority that has been bestowed upon them by God the Father. You know, priests and even natural fathers are called fathers in a figurative sense. This is how St. Jerome teaches it. They are called fathers in a figurative sense. But God the Father is our Father in a real sense. You know, God is our real Father. While men merely participate in the fatherhood of God. And so Jesus does not forbid the title of Father in itself. And even the church fathers would be in agreement with this. They never saw this as a condemnation of the title of Father. But rather, he forbids the ambition to gain the prestige and honors related to being called Father. So priests especially should not seek ordination in order merely to exercise authority over others or to lord it over others or to enjoy any honors or prestige that they might think is attached to the office. They should not want to become priests so that they can move up the ladder, so to speak, you know, to, be, to get more and more authority in the church. Rather, all good priests and earthly fathers as well following the example of Jesus, continually direct the attention of their children to their one Father in heaven. 